Okay, hello, good afternoon and welcome to Aspen Wait Live. We're live streaming on Facebook today. I hope you're well and if you, as usual, if you want to get any comments uh, into the show, uh, do let us know. Uh, any questions that you've got, any involvement that you want to have in the show, we'd absolutely love uh, to hear from you this afternoon. I'm delighted to say uh, that the CEO of Aspen Wait, Paul Wait, uh, is here with me. A very good afternoon to you, Paul. Lovely view in your garden again. Yes, and I might see that I have um, taken off all of my wild Bill Hickok chops. Yeah, so, I noticed um, that. I, de- I decided that um, uh, there was just too much hair everywhere, and uh, and I was fed up with looking so old. So I decided to funk myself up. And and you certainly have. It looks it looks great. Oh. And and that's after yesterday when you told me that I should should grow my hair and become wild. <laughs> Yeah, well, there we are. The two things could go together. I'll let you know how I get on with that. Um, It's great to have you uh, joining us. I want to delve straight in today and and just ask you, you know, how you're finding the time that we're in, the coronavirus, and how it's, more importantly, how it's affecting your work. That's a very interesting question. So, as you know, you've caught me at a very stressed time. So, um, 31st of March is uh, quite an important uh, deadline date for accountants, uh, tax people anyway. So, um, and, and I'd say by far, if you look at um, companies, uh, they tend to pick two year two year ends um, dominate, and they would be March and December. Probably, I would think March would be the the most important one. So, um, I have a lot of work to do quite quickly anyway. And of course, one of the things that comes with uh, trying to be a firm that's trying to save the world um, comes a lot of responsibility. So I've had um, people we've, we've been acting for for the first time where I've literally been working Saturday and Sunday uh, to try and to get, make sure their claims get filed uh, before the midnight deadline today. And then, of course, it's bad enough that, you know, sitting there flat out um, trying to come to grips with a business you don't know, you've, you've had no... Uh, previous experience with and trying to produce something intellectually sensible and then on top of that I've had um, two things that have really got to me to be honest with you one is people giving me work I wasn't anticipating so no prior warning and then expected to chuck it out as if I've got nothing better to do um, and then on top of that is um, uh, people not actually doing what I asked them to do which has really upset me this morning so anyway so that's that's caught, you've caught me as a bit of a grumpy, gnarly Paul this morning. Um, then turning to that, so uh, the overall word would be in my world would be uh, busy beyond belief. Yeah, uh, I think as an individual, um, I think uh, I'm quite a stoical individual. So I think because I am the boss, I think uh, I obviously have my private thoughts um, about this situation and whatever but i'm i'm just sort of trying to look at the positive um and so for instance you know i think this morning was quite symbolic in a way so you know uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be stuck in my house for a bit so uh let's let's sort of have a rebrand you know let's rebrand the weighty yeah get rid of didn't like the chops anymore i bought a few things to groom myself you know over the next few weeks um i'm planning to lose a lot of weight for instance. So on a personal level, um, I think you've got no choice, really, have you? You've got to uh, be philosophical. I'm on a, 
on a another level, you know, I, I, I actually really enjoy Drew coming round in the morning and playing with my cat Frosty, or Ziggy as he's properly called, uh, who seems to uh, he's a right trollop and uh, likes Drew playing with him. So uh, that's good. And this is this is you know quite a a fun thing to do in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've enjoyed sort of having not having the day to day pressure of being you know the normal way we work. Uh, that's allowed me to to think more outside of the box. I think. Um, then on top of that, of course, I've I've got um, uh, the also the responsibility of clients asking me to guide them through uh, the current maze of of new uh, deferments and um, I hesitate to say grants because not really grants, but you know the the money that is out there. Uh, and, and understanding you know how to go about things so um it's, it's actually quite a demanding time uh and there's a there's also a little sad thing to it because obviously you know because i said yesterday sometimes when i'm talking to clients i have to say to them look there's nothing i can say to you that's going to make you feel a tremendous amount better because there is nothing you know there is nothing immediately fixable uh, you know, you've got to you've got to be fortitudinous, resolute, do what it takes to survive. Uh, you know, no doubt there's going to be a few upsetting days in the in the weeks to come um, for those that aren't able to to complete the journey. So, uh, I think um, you know, at the moment, obviously the country's divided up into sort of different groups, isn't it? So I noticed this morning. Um, on BBC News, the, the early one, that uh, supermarkets actually recorded higher sales in Christmas. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which is which is uh, which is quite interesting. So you've got the supermarkets. Obviously, you know, this comes this comes back to the theme uh, I often have, which is winners and losers. So um, in all situations, pretty much, there's there's winners and losers. Uh, coronavirus is is certainly not 100% losers you've got uh, the supermarkets um, producers of uh, things like sanitizers uh, toilet rolls etc doing extremely well there will be new opportunities created for for some people uh, many people have learned to adapt already you know so in our case you know in, in running I would say uh, I'm quite optimistic about where Aspen Waits heading. I think um, we, you know, we're, we're, we've got a one of the one of the great things about our business is we have a lot of very adaptable and creative and resourceful fellows like our like our good selves. Yes, and um, you know we're and I think you know what, what's good is not, is not only are we um, I suppose building a platform for ourselves, but we're we're doing that off the back of what we really want to do, which is to help other people. So um, one of the things that happened this morning is I had an email about an hour ago from my chums at Great British Expos who've asked me to do a, a sort of a wise man's live um, uh, podcast, whatever you want to call it, show on Friday, 3.30 to 5. So, um, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's another good example of, of, of giving something back and uh, being exposed to a wider audience than uh, than just the uh, the Aspen Wake family, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I fa- there's there's a, there's a few things that you said there I found really interesting. And the first one was when we started, and you said, "Look, this is I, I'm having a bit of a bad day today. I'm not, you know, there's a few things that have annoyed me." And I guess at the moment there'll be a lot of people in the same position. You know, we're finding challenges every day come up, whether they're related to directly to the coronavirus or not. And it, it's it's almost um, you went through the through it then, where you have to sort of just sit back take stock and maybe redirect yourself or tune your mind to rethinking a different way because we are all in a place where there are so many challenges. And you and the second thing you mentioned there was the businesses that were approaching you and saying, look, we need help. And and the, the facts are that at this point in time, there may not be a lot you can do apart from say, buckle up, this is, this is going to be a bumpy ride. So it's trying to get people's mindsets into to almost accepting that. And, and and then being able to refocus that those bumps are going to happen in the road. So I'm going to adjust myself for the bumps. Yeah, and I guess um, the other thing, which probably um, goes with me, which wouldn't be true of most of the people in my position. Uh, I had a client phone me uh, not too long ago before the podcast started, and he basically said... Um, you know, I've I've I furloughed um, 19 out of my 22 staff. Uh, some of those furloughed include sales uh, sales staff, and he was saying to me, for instance, um, you know, if 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 while they're on furlough, you know, these people receive um, emails from customers, for instance, wanting to place business, are are they allowed to are they allowed to answer it, um, or is it gonna compromise the furlough payment now of course i had had to say well i don't know the answer to that because it's never happened before is it you know yeah um common sense would suggest to me that uh be a pretty pretty awful world if the inland revenue decided that they were gonna uh audit audit this and and do that And, and and i can't see the government would would want the business to lose an order because the furloughed sales executive wasn't allowed to reply to an email. So, you know, whether I should or I shouldn't, you know, I'm a, I'm a person who takes responsibility. So I said, you know, I think you should do that. You know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think one of the things that goes with being an advisor, most people who advise um, don't take responsibility, but I've always, I've always been prepared to say, you know, you know, you you rely on me to do to do this. Uh, I I will, you know, I'll, I'll take responsibility if the need comes. You know, if the need comes for responsibility to be taken. Yeah, I think that's. A, I want to go back to that um, furlough point actually. I, I and we we said at the beginning when we were just sitting down with, um, to to plan this show that there were going to be all sorts of things that would come up in this half an hour and furlough is one of them I've been asked so many times over the last few days what people can and can't do I've spoken to businesses that have said look I'm on furlough from tomorrow and uh, I won't be able to um, I'm not allowed to do anything that's that's it I can't if you're on furlough I'm not able to work because otherwise um, you know it's not being on, on furlough so I think there is a real this goes back to one of the points that we made at the very beginning of these live streams last week the information coming out, because this is such a unique situation that's never happened before, is trickling out bit by bit. And people are just really unsure of of what things actually mean. Furlough is a term now. I guess it's probably one of the most used terms across the country over the last 24 hours. Yeah. 
So it's 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 just understanding what you what you can, and like you said, you've got to sometimes just take that practical view. The bumps in the road are there, so the advice given is, well, let's think about this practically. This is a new thing for everybody. If the call comes in, you're right. The inland revenue, the government would not want you to lose that sale. Well, you'd like to think so, but I mean, slightly digressing. You know, one of the probably the, the hottest news story of the last 24 hours has been um, the attitude of the police to yeah. um, to this situation uh, and uh, various instances of, uh, of let's call it overzealous uh, policing uh, notable example of um, Stephen Kinnock being cautioned for uh, talking to his parents uh, while they're on their lawn so they were clearly social distancing I saw one um, this morning actually uh, only 10 miles away from me um, there were some police in the western supermare Basically, um, you know, t- talking to uh, people out uh, getting exercise uh, and, and asking them if they had driven, um, they had driven to get to uh, to where they were. Now, you know, keep one of the things that drives me crazy about authority or or people who um, you know are 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 in a position to to uh, you know, discharge that is without the common sense word. You know where would we be? So, what what does it bloody matter if someone drove ten miles to a remote location to go for a walk? Uh, the whole point of social distancing is to stop them meeting other people. So if they if they basically sit in a car on their own for ten miles and then go somewhere where there is nobody and walk around and see nobody, isn't that what you want? You know what's wrong with that? Yeah, I, I did, I, and I get, we go back to your point on consistency. I think you're totally right. And uh, it, it all sparked from, obviously, we, we saw the footage of the Derbyshire police who were using drones um, to catch people in the Peak District, yeah. which, which seems a- absolute madness. I, I'm just reading the latest statement that's um, on one of the news sites that says that UK police officers have now been told to take a consistent approach when yeah, ensuring yeah, people so, comply, um, which... Well, they won't, will they? And I, I think where the frustration was, and again, I try not to read too many comments online, but... The, the, the policing in London seems to be massively different to the policing elsewhere. So we're taking these um, draconian measures in places like uh, Dartmoor, Plymouth, um, down in we, well, we, Western, Western Supermare. <laughs> and yet in London, they're not doing that at all. And they almost seem to be afraid of doing that really? or, or they can't do that, which, which, which is mind boggling. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I mean, what, what, what's crazy about this is... Um, you know, this is another thing that really, you know, coming back to the common sense word, um, Drew and I live in a uh, part of Somerset with 600,000 residents. Uh, you've then got North Somerset as well to, to complete the whole county. Um, and at the moment, uh, I think I'm right in saying that Somerset has the lowest number of cases uh, in the whole country. It's something like, you know, below 40. So, you know, you're looking at something like, I don't know what it is, one in one in 15,000 people uh, actually having coronavirus in Somerset. Yeah. So, you know, put that into perspective, that means in a town like Bridgewater, you know, which is quite a decent-sized town, I would suggest, uh, on average, one person has coronavirus in the whole town. Yeah. it's, it's you know? it, Now, when you it say is. it like that, it's, uh, Drew's laughing. But, you know, I wish, it, I wish I could laugh at it. But, you know, this, that's, that is the reality. The reality is... One person in Bridgewater has got coronavirus. One person in Froome has got coronavirus. 
you know, uh, probably one and a half people in Taunton. Um, you know, that, that is the reality. So, but, you know, the people, the people out in the sticks, us who are people, you know, with straw sticks behind our ears and everything, eating mango rizzles, uh, we get treated exactly the same way as someone living in Wandsworth or Hackney. Uh, and so, you know, what, what should be happening is, uh, the, 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 if, if you think about it sensibly, the measures in London should be much more strict than they are in Somerset. Uh, you know, we've got we've got more space, a lot more rural areas, places to safely walk. So to have a situation where you're telling me that actually it's the other way around is just madness, isn't it? I think it pro- right? probably comes down to the um, the fact maybe that they can't control London as well. You know, you think of. Like you said, it's it's um it's a lot of a quieter area um down in the southwest and and maybe the police are doing it because they can keep on top of it and if they see somebody walking in the Peak District, for example, or or down where you are, then they can say, well, actually, what are you doing here? As in London, maybe the resources just aren't there. It's a huge city. You imagine the people still travelling around to police that. I'm not saying we shouldn't be. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, but perhaps the actual operation is a lot more difficult in London. Yeah, I think you, you, you used a good word then, which was resource. So uh, again, you know, we're, we're, we're told all the time that um, the police don't have the resource uh, to catch criminals. Uh, they've practically given up on burglaries, um, these sort of things. So um, why is it that the police enjoy catching people speeding and walking walking down the road having a you know having a communal stroll um when you know the 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 real issues at the moment i would suggest would be things like um i don't know if you saw last night that that van gogh was stolen out of an art museum yesterday five million pound van gogh yeah was burgled so apparently um you know there's a, a rampant increase in crime especially burglary at the moment You've had the disgraceful. Um, I know. I never ceased. Never ceased to amaze me how low certain people can be. So we've we've got people, you know, the the the, the shady side of society, um, exploiting the current situation by masquerading as police and NHS people, trying to get access to people's houses and uh, to steal their money and their goods. You know. Uh, so you know, I'd, I'd be I'd be much happier if the police concentrated on doing that and not saying please do you, do you would you mind not walking on that side of the road or uh it's just bollocks isn't it it's just rubbish well I had a really interesting conversation with somebody at the weekend and um i said that this was a really good if, if there was ever a time if there was any saving grace the the thing would be that this has happened now because people can get outside they can go walking they can go running they can they can have lighter nights they can get in their garden and if it happened in the winter it would be really difficult And that person said to me, well, actually, in the winter, people would expect to stay in. And where the problems are going to start are in two weeks' time when it's expected to be between 80 and 20 degrees. And it's only going to get warmer. And the problem is going to be how you ask people to behave responsibly when the weather gets that warm. If we can't can't do it now, then then (laughs) how are we going to do it when the weather gets that warm? It's interesting, that, because looking at it from my point of view as an individual, uh, see, I would find it easier to social distance if it was warm hmm. you know I, I i like sitting in my garden for instance you know yeah me too um so if it was you know if i was if i was sitting at my table i mean so you know let's be, let's, yeah, let's be honest um 
Drew coming round uh, and then doing this with the sun out is a, I would say, is a pleasurable, sociable experience for me. You know, whether I should or I shouldn't think it is. Um, it's it's a nice thing to do. Um, you know, I'm getting intellectual fulfilment. Um, you know, we don't just talk about work. We know we were talking about the Dandy Warhols this morning. I played him a song uh, that he hadn't heard before, this sort of stuff, you know. So if the, if it was a nice warm day, for me, that would be... Uh, and, and this morning, for instance, I uh, I got up at half past six, uh, had a cup of tea, and then I went for a walk across the field to the road and back. And I have to say it was delightful. You know, there's nobody there other than me. You know, I'm walking, walking in this lovely, tranquil countryside setting, walk to the main road, the sun's out, seven o'clock, beautiful, you know. So, you know, it, it, I think I think it's um, it comes back to what I was saying earlier about being realistic and, 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 and accepting that you, you can't do, you know, you can't do what you normally could do. These are exceptional times and just get on and make the best of it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things through wonderful, you know, one of the things about, you know, what we're doing now, for instance, is in in theory, there's no reason why somebody in Auckland or San Diego couldn't end up being our friends. And that's what we want. We do. And we're having, I must say, we're having uh, the, the most interaction that we've seen since we started this. We knew that um, it would be like that. We knew that we, we wanted to start this to be there for you, to be your community through this. And we wanted to build a, a following and get people to interact with us and today we've had more interaction than we, we've ever had and we're going to keep doing this really? every day yeah we have it's been absolutely brilliant um we've got lots of people watching and what i would say is get involved p- p- get your comments in now on facebook and we can put some of them on the screen we can answer your questions directly what, what do you think of the situation that we mentioned the police you know where should there be more consistency what should they do are they being strong enough are they not being strong enough in certain areas um let us know your thoughts on how you're finding your working week. Is it is it has it got better over the last two weeks that we've been in this situation? Are you finding it tougher now? Um, what things are you doing to make it easier for yourself? All those things that we've talked about today and when we'll continue to talk about, we really want you to get involved in. So do let us know and we'll read some of those comments out. Um, Paul, I wanted to ask you about something uh, that's quite lighthearted, actually. And oh, okay. We like, we like lighthearted. I saw an article this morning it was the BBC radio, and there are six BBC stations, I think it includes BBC Radio 2, 4, mm-hmm. uh, 1. And on Thursday at 9 o'clock, they're joining forces to do uh, a sing-along for the nation to raise the spirits. And as I read this this morning, I thought, <laughs> they've, wa- they've watched one of our broadcasts. Because I said this to you, I think it was on Friday I said this to you. I said, let's get Drew to get the guitar out and we'll have a sing-along. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I see the BBC do, uh, are doing it on Thursday. So uh, maybe at some point we, we'll have a, a sing along for the nation if we get enough likes um, for that. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today was um, just to, to talk a little bit more on what we touched on yesterday with Oksana, which was um, China. Um, some really interesting stats coming out of China now about um, their, you know, the, the the amount of cases that they have and the fact that it's in a slight recline. I know we mentioned this to Oksana yesterday, but I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the uh, how this uh, originated and 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 how it came from China and, and their sort of part in this and get your thoughts on that. Well, that's a minefield of a question, isn't it? it certainly I mean, is. Yeah. Um, 
one of the one of the things which upsets me more than anything possibly is is uh, hypocrisy and double standards. Uh, so you know, I like I like to see consistency. That's why, you know, if we take the current coronavirus situation, you know, what the hell is a police a policeman in Western Supermare doing, wasting his time asking someone if they've driven to a remote spot, and then you've got five hundred people crammed into a tube, true, you know, tube train. <laughs> yeah. it's just it just does my head in and then you know if you look at um you know I, i'm gonna have to be careful what i say to some extent but I'll, I'll i'll try and tell the truth without being uh in any way you know insulting or or, or maybe some people these days even manage to construe there's a racist element to this i saw um a very well-known um i think it's a journalist was accused of being racist for talking about the barbaric practices of these Chinese wet and dry markets, you know, that it was racist to criticize uh, boiling dogs alive and whatever, you know, I mean, God's sake, you know, um, you know, uh, it's just staggering. So the fact is, you know, there's a number of things here, you know, and, 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 and I mean, and nobody knows this for sure, but it's almost certain that coronavirus uh, has come out of China, just like SARS did. Uh, and it's and it's almost certain it's come come out of uh, bat droppings, which have got into uh, uh, another. I'm not sure what animal it was, but and it's gone through the food chain. If you look at the very distressing images of these markets, uh, they're heartbreaking. I, I can't even bear my, bring myself to think about it because it upsets me so much. Um, you know, by any standards, uh, what the Chinese do is barbaric inhuman and has no place in modern society and of course what makes you laugh is and it's not funny is let's take israel for instance right israel is the country that's picked on by just about everybody and has more uh sanctions uh, so attempted sanctions put against it at un council than any other country by about a factor of god knows what 20 probably um, Israel is the only democratic country in the Middle East uh, with, a, with a, a fine record of, and, and for instance, I know this for a fact because um, I, think, I think, as you know, um, my wife and my oldest son are both Jewish, and Sam has been to Tel Aviv now uh, on a number of occasions, uh, and um, you know, as uh, and, and I think you'll find, you know, so the fact is that Tel Aviv, for instance, is one of the most cosmopolitan, gay-friendly cities in the world. Um, you know, this, this is a, a country that people should be proud to be associated with, not vilify. Yeah. So you've got Israel, who gets, you know, who, get, who gets into daily criticism, you know, you get banned by co-op and all sorts of people. You get all these different pop stars, um boycotting uh, Israeli, you know, anything to do with Israel or people wanting to sing in Israel. And then you've got China, yeah, who are allowed to invade uh, a country that I, I'm hugely fond of because I'm uh, a great a great uh, believer and uh, fan of the Dalai Lama, for instance, and all things that go with that. It's, it just fits in with my whole spiritual belief and psyche. So the Western world lets uh, the Chinese displace the Dalai Lama uh, create a situation where he's not allowed to go into his own ho his own country. Uh, effectively, the country that 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 country has been annexed by the Chinese. Uh, 
The people of Taiwan live in daily fear of invasion from mainland China. Uh, the Chinese are basically trying to buy the world off. So Africa, probably most of, uh, of, of developing third world Africa, uh, Chinese own all the railways. They own all the infrastructure. They're doing all the building. Uh, you know, they're, they're, and even now, you know, so we've got a situation where they, they have, they have basically contaminated the rest of the world and now they're trying to profit from it. Uh, you know, they're, they're, and they're doing the goodwill thing now, you know, so they're going around giving out aid to Italy and, and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, and of course, this is where the hypocrisy comes in. You know, where, 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 where's the EU been about this? You know, have, have there been EU summits about what are, what are we all going to do about the fact that Chinese is, the Chinese have killed our economy? You know, I mean, if you were being cynical, you might even argue they did it on purpose to uh, to accelerate their their, their 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 route to the top, which will undoubtedly happen. Um, now, you know, when when Trump you know, and Trump, for instance, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, I think there's no doubt that he's a very difficult man to admire and like. But, you know, he 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 is, you know, he is at least at least a successful businessman and relatively straightforward and, and to some extent says it as it is. You'll note that whenever whenever he's talking about COVID nineteen, he calls it the Chinese virus. Yeah, uh, and the number of people who get very upset that he's calling it the Chinese virus is is beyond belief. Uh, but the fact is, it's true, isn't it? You know, um, oh dear, we mustn't say that. You know, uh, so it's all right for the Chinese to basically um, allow uh, a, a devastating pandemic virus to originate in their own country, completely suppress information. Uh, in fact, persecute the decent people like that, that poor doctor who ended up dying of the bloody thing um, and hounding him to his grave uh, because he, he tried to do the right thing, allowing contaminated people to fly around the world. Um, you know, uh, and, and, the, and the world is mostly silent about it and, and not only silent, but uh, I don't know, you could, you could almost use the word acquiescing as a word you know why and it's because it's fear isn't it it's because they're they've got 1.4 billion people they're the second strongest country in the world uh, not that you'd ever want to put it to the test um so you know it's a really difficult one because um you know we ourselves have you know an amazing business growing in china and i i've i found myself over the last few days searching my soul a bit as to whether uh how i feel about that to be quite frank yeah, so uh, you you make some obviously some really really interesting points, and it somebody I spoke to again the other day. We have conversations about this all the time, and one of the things I did say was there has been so little talk about how this virus started and who was responsible and what's being done to ensure that would never happen again. And and I think the the word we haven't used yet is is accountable. You know, who's accountable for this? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And well, nobody. And I wonder whether that will come because you'd think this is probably the biggest collapse of businesses in history and it's down to whatever happened on that market and and, and came from there and, and there, do, there doesn't seem to be any self-government either uh, unless we don't know about it from from china well let me give you a good example so if we take um this is probably the best analogy i can give so we take world war one okay yeah so i'll quote two things that actually happened as a result of world war one uh the germans in particular um, were effectively fined, it's called reparations is the correct word, fined uh, what would be in today's money probably many, many hundreds of billions of pounds. 
okay? Yeah. Uh, for, for basically, uh, so basically what happened is, without it ever being done through a, a due process, uh, you, Germany, you created the First World War. Uh, millions of people are now dead. Uh, we've had to spend a huge amount of money defending ourselves against you. You bastards, we're going to make you pay, right? So we want loads of money from you. Um, you can't, uh, you know, so uh, you're not allowed to have an army anymore. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. And of course, you know, one of the byproducts of that treatment was was the outbreak of fascism because uh, the Germans eventually said, hey, you know, we're a proud lot. Don't you bloody well talk to us like that. Um, so, you know, the fact is the world at that point did that. The other, And, and then uh, an even more unjust uh, story is Hungary. Uh, Austro-Hungary was obviously, uh, you know, a massive, a massive part of the uh, of the Axis powers, or what you want to call them. And um, the Hungarians were punished after the First World War by having something like two thirds of their country taken away from them. Uh, even today, there I don't know what the numbers are, but there's something like two million Hungarian speakers displaced living in Central Europe. Wow. You know, so. Uh, and then we look at today. Well, have you have you heard anyone talking about uh, Chinese reparations? Hey, China, you know the British economy is going to lose. Well, I saw, so um, probably a good thing to put in today's today's uh, stream is uh, the latest economic predictions are that unemployment will double over the period of the coronavirus epidemic. So I think that's uh, something like two hundred eighty-five thousand people. Uh, so thanks to the Chinese, you could argue that 285,000 people are not going to have bread and jam anymore. Um, the, the, the UK economy will probably lose 3% of its GDP, uh, as a minimum, I would think, uh, you know, we're talking about billions, billions of pounds of loss just to the UK. If you if you looked at the loss to the world economy, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a trillion trillion pounds or more. Uh, so so why aren't the Chinese being asked? You know, what, what should be happening is someone should say, "Hey, China, you did this. We're 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 going to hold you to account." You know, there should be United Nations uh, meeting about it, um, and 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 they should be held responsible. Uh, and of course, the fact is because they because they have a dictatorship. Um, if, if this was a democracy, you know, and, and a, a duly elected prime minister or president presided over a country that this, uh, do you think he'd last his term? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it, it's uh, what it strikes me as it, it's almost being treated as if this is a, an act of nature. So it was a, you know, something has caused this, which has been an act of nature, a bit like when you see floods and forest fires and things like that and, and that's there's no accountability it's 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 what happens that's almost how this seems to have been treated across the media across the governments that there's nobody to blame when there is i'm not i'm not sure if that's entirely true i don't i'm not i'm not sure i've read too much about people saying it was a it's a sort of an innocent uh, byproduct of nature i think i think uh, certainly the, the journals and papers and things i read uh, I think it's quite clear that, um, uh, you know, it, it came out of China and there's some degree of anger towards it. But I think it's um, 
it's heavily diluted. That's how I would see it. Yeah, that's probably a better, a better, a better way of putting it. Um, do let us know if you've got any thoughts on this. If you're watching this back later, then please put your comments in. We can read some of these out. We're back again doing this uh, tomorrow. And um, one of the things that we actually said uh, together after the broadcast yesterday is um, we want to be the home of the truth. That's that's what we what we want to do uh, here at Aspen Way and. Hopefully we'll do that on on every subject, day in, day out, and we're going to be here doing these broadcasts every day at twelve thirty. You can get involved. Well, I think you know, I think you know, we, we, what we try to do in, in Aspen Way and at our little show, Ben, is we we try to tell the truth. We try to we try to state the facts. If we have an opinion, we we explain why the opinion is what it is. Um, you know, we're not we're not saying ridiculous things because we're trying to gain an advantage or position ourselves as left or right. We're just positioning ourselves as real people saying it as it is. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself. And so do yeah, do get involved. And and as we mentioned every day as well, you can email us friend at aspen weight dot co dot uk. Our friends program is there to support you and and do all we can, and we certainly will do that through. Uh, this time and we will bring you any updated information um, from the government should we have it any more business advice I know that tomorrow uh, on the live stream um, Darren Talbot uh, is, is joining us um, heading up the uh, the Wales branch and he'll be on tomorrow and last week gave some good updates on things that were happening and we'll certainly try and uh, do that again tomorrow Paul we've covered so much today actually um, in the end and so many questions that have been uh, really difficult to answer I know we've tried to do our best but I'm, I'm now looking forward to tomorrow already it's half an hour gone already. We're actually up to um, nearly forty minutes. Gosh, I was having a blast. I know. Well, uh... we can, we, can, we we've still got a few minutes till we reach forty. I mean, have we not? Are there anything else we want to cover today? Well, I think you know, I, I, just just trying to be topical because I'm I'm a great believer that if if you know if something happens, uh, you know, don't wait for the the slot. So, uh, one one talking about Wells in particular. So um, it was announced yesterday by the Welsh government that a new, um, I can't remember what it's called now, a, a new uh, business emergency fund was launched to £500 million uh, specifically for Welsh business, which um, uh, obviously I've immediately uh, told the team to get all over it, as I called it. Um, you know, at the moment, it's, it's interesting. You know, the other thing uh, which is interesting is uh, I've been asked this morning to do a one and a half hour show uh, on Friday afternoon. And it was interesting, um, my chums, Alec and Alison, who were organizing this event, uh, uh, they kept using the word grant all the way through the email. You know, uh, can you tell the listeners about the grants that are out there? Well, the fact is there aren't really any grants. You know, that's the whole point. And I think uh, this is is where we're probably still one one card short for me. Uh, You know, we've now got some, uh, we've now got tax deferments. Uh, subsidised wages, things like that, uh, rates relief. What what we haven't got is is real cash. Yeah. And I think until until real cash actually comes along, uh, the situation is going to be quite desperate. Yeah, and as we, as we, as I said, we we'll update you as soon as those developments happen. I know one of the things that people say a lot is that they just want to understand it a little bit better. The information that's given out from the government, they want to try and understand it and, and, and get it explained better to them. That's what we're here to do. And we certainly will bring you that uh, as soon as that happens. 
I think that is about it for today. This is going to be available as a podcast as well. So if you come late on the live stream and you haven't got the time to watch it back, but you want to listen to something a bit later on, then this will be available uh, on the iTunes store and on Spotify as a podcast later. We're going to do that every day now. So however you consume uh, your digital content, you can do it with us. Uh, If you want to watch it, if you want to listen to it, it's completely up to you. Uh, Paul, thank you ever so much for your company today. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, it was a pleasure. Very enjoyable. And as always, and we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow for another live broadcast and a podcast at twelve thirty. Have a great day. See you then.